welcome to the Physician's Practice Pearls podcast. This is your host, Gabriel Perna, and with me today is Dr. Scott Fowler, the president and CEO of the Holston Medical Group in Kingsport, Tennessee, part of the Tri-Cities region in Appalachia. Dr. Fowler, thank you for joining us on the podcast. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here. Let's start off and talk a little bit about Holston Medical Group and how you have it set up. It's it's pretty interesting from what I've read. Talk talk us through how it works. The physicians are part owners, but they independently run their own practice with the the resources from the larger entity. Just give me kind of the uh, the overall setup. Absolutely. No, it's a it's a professional model of a physician practice. So think of old timey physician practices only with all the sort of future. The, the current or modern sort of approaches to things, revenue cycle centralized, a lot of the economies of scale and the business functions are centralized, but it still recognizes that sort of inherent value of having the physician be the owner or an, an owner in a group practice with other physicians, both in sort of focusing on the patient and also in sort of managing the complexity of business. So everybody is a once you're in Holston Medical Group, you become an equal owner. doesn't matter whether you've been here a year or you've been here for 30 years. You're all part of that sort of partnership uh, of peers that make up a professional organization. And then inside of that, obviously, you're the captain of the ship for the, for the pieces in the puzzle that you do with your patients. But it also allows us to coordinate across specialties. So we're a multi-specialty group, not just primary care or just single specialty. And, and also invest in infrastructure and the other things that we need to really try to bring value to the uh, to the patient, which is what what any professional model and certainly a professional model of medicine has to be focused on. So that's our that's our basic structure. And, and do the physician practices have to answer to the larger organization on certain things, or can they pretty much run their organization how they see fit? No, we we are we're we're not really a confederation in the sense that we're just or, or an independent practice association. We really okay. are a, a centralized company. We're a single PC. There is a central sort of hierarchy. We do have a board of directors. I think all those things are sort of critical to act in unison. Uh, but absent that, we recognize very clearly that the efficiencies and the high quality comes in a smaller unit. You know, you need the bigger unit for some things, but you definitely can't lose that smaller unit as well. So, and part of, it's part of the ownership structure. You know, the doctors in at Holston Medical Group are both employees and owners at the same time. So we, we think it's a mix. We call it a professional model, uh, but it's not, it's not strictly a confederation. There is a commonality. We do have standards. We do, you know, try to police ourselves very strictly within what we think those standards ought to be. But there, it's all around good peer relationships with one another. Being kind of in the independent medical group world, what are some of the challenges uh, that your organization faces when trying to recruit new physicians to join the group? Uh, and how do you kind of uh, appeal to, to them with your setup? Yeah, so we, we really do think we're different than what most physicians who are coming currently coming out of residency programs uh, maybe are looking for in a certain way, but certainly expect from their experience. You know, there's been a tremendous amount of pressure that's been put into the healthcare system that 
really drives, I think, physicians out of the independent ownership kind of setting for employment um, and into settings that have, you know, fixed hours and maybe less responsibility for business issues and overhead and things like that. So um, our group is unique in the sense that we, we do own ourselves. We think it's critical for professionals to not have any conflicts of interest really around their their relationships with their patients or with each other. So um, that makes us unique. Now, in terms of what we can, what what potential uh, problems we face is that, you know, a, a lot of the employers in the marketplace for physicians today are, let's take hospitals, for instance. A lot of hospitals are nonprofits. They don't pay tax. Professional relationship models like professional corporations generally are not nonprofits. They're not set up that way. They're mission-driven, but they're driven by their profession. So they do pay taxes. They tend to distribute most of their income, and they also don't have the hospital billing rates that hospitals have. They don't generally tend to have monopolies either. So hospitals can subsidize above professional fee rates uh, pretty easily, and that makes you know it makes uh, competition for the doctors coming out pretty pretty hard for us in terms of dollars out the door. So a hospital can certainly offer sometimes up to you know. 20% more than maybe what we would be able to collect on those same um, those same amount of services. But the bottom line is there's something that you pay for. You're not an owner. You are an employee. Uh, you do use the systems you're given. You do sort of recognize that you're in a business model, not a professional model necessarily. Not to say that the doctors aren't behaving professionally. I'm sure they are, but the model has the you know has a different a different mission. So we try to emphasize that, you know, that there are benefits of being an owner when we have when we do have profits and you're an owner, you get those. When we you know, when we do well, uh that benefits you. It's not a strict salary. It isn't about just showing up from nine to five. It's about coordinating the care of your patient across, you know, the resources that you have available through your partners and also other doctors in the community that are taking care of your patients. So we think it's a more satisfying model, less burnout. It may not be the most financially give me X number of dollars a week to, to show up from nine to five, but it has so many other benefits to it that we are able to stay very competitive. We see a lot of docs that have worked in other models come back to us. So that's a long-winded uh, statement of all the pluses and minuses. But I think that that represents why we're able to continue and even grow, especially with value-based care in the face of other models that offer good lifestyle, quite frankly, nine to five and maybe even better salaries. It, it sounds kind of like you're trying to operate in that sweet spot for the, the residents who don't want to be employed, don't want to just have the typical nine to five gig, uh, but are a little worried about going out on their own and, and some of the challenges that may persist in running their own practice. Yes, indeed. And and those challenges are becoming, you know, significant. Um, the, just the the infrastructure needed to be in the contract is, is, is significant, the reporting structures, but also the way that contracts happen now. So your ability to actually get a contract used to be you you put your shingle up and Cigna, Blue Cross, Blue Shield, and United all came to your door and said, you know, we'll give you pretty much what the guy down the street has for seeing our patients. They wanted to develop networks, and what they had out there was a bunch of small practices they needed to network together. 
Now you have, you know, relatively big practices. The hospitals are, are employing large groups that contract in, together in one block. And for, for, for hanging out your shingle in any area that's not truly rural, uh, it's, you're probably going to get cut out of most of the contracts. So being together in a professional model it probably is an essential uh, part of being independent. That actually leads well into my next question, uh, you know, which focuses on contracts, which focuses on tech investments. Uh, you have to stay relevant in, in today's environment. What are some of the ways that you guys try to stay relevant uh, for your physicians, whether it's a, a value-based payer agreement, whether it's a tech investment or something else? What are some of the ways that you're really staying ahead of the game? Uh, those are essential things, and we are we are working really diligently to stay ahead of the game. So, you know, we're about patient care because we're a provider group, and you know, our goal is to provide the very best patient care to our to for our patients. And so, we started quite a long time ago with the idea that we should have a common medical record. Uh, that was, you know, we instituted electronic records very early as part of that, and I think it's part of that core sort of idea that the patients, you know, the patients ultimately come first. The financial success has to be there to be sustainable, but ultimately uh, the focus has to be on that. Uh, and so what we've, what we've really done is, is twofold. We now have, uh, with these value-based opportunities are out, that are out there, a way to take uh, the care model that we had already sort of, I think, promoted, which was single patient record, coordinate all the doctors around the the data for that patient and build strong relationships with the patient to the providers that are actually caring for the patient with that with that um, with that database so we've invested in two things number one our contracting we have almost all of our patients now in some sort of con some sort of value based contract meaning we don't just get paid fee for service it's not just we do we do the volume we get the pay but it's also associated with some sort of risk-based payment model. If we do a better job, we got better quality, or we have a lower cost, we get to share in that, and that's been essential. And our success in that really has depended on leveraging infrastructure, relatively uh, significant IT infrastructure that allows us not only to use our own medical record, but to connect all the medical records in our community we, we really have invested in the idea that it doesn't matter what doctor you go to, if we're taking care of you, we want those records to be part of your common record, just like if you'd come to our group and seen a surgeon that actually worked for HMG, that would be in our EHR record. But now if you go to a surgeon that's not in HMG, we still have built IT infrastructure through a health information exchange that brings that together. Those not only provide lower cost um, capability for the docs in our group because by expanding that model, we obviously bring down the cost for us as well, uh, but also allows us to succeed in these value-based contracts. And to succeed in those contracts, you have to have great relationships with your patients. They have to be engaged. The doctors have to have data at the point of care. So those are the things I think that set HMG apart and probably most independent practices apart. Uh, they can be a little more um, quick on their feet to adopt these new these new ideas. My last question for you, Dr. Fowler, what advice do you have to the independent practice managers, the medical group owners, 
Uh, those who are having trouble recruiting, bringing in new physicians to compete with the big boys. What, what's kind of the secret sauce uh, in, in the way you see it? Yeah, the secret sauce is is we're we're really at a moment in history where we've exceeded sort of the country's ability to, to pay for medical care. And so we are going to see a downward pressure on uh, all the different pieces of the healthcare environment to try to squeeze out better value for the same dollars. We're not going to see a reduction in total dollars, but number of patients are increasing. So I believe that the independent sort of physician, what we call the professional model, but it's ownership and employment by the people who own the company working together, with the physician as the captain of the ship. I believe that the new doctors that are coming out can understand, can understand if you explain that model to them, why that model will outperform any of the other models in value. And we've, we've shown that at HMG, that, that there is nobody who can perform you know, a 30% reduction on MER unless they're independent physicians who are working together as peers in a sort of ownership environment like that where the patient is the center of what they're trying to get. And I think that's the real, the real uh, I guess, gem that, that the people that are in independent practices and are wondering, is this, is, does this have a future? The future is is that if you can hold on through the dip right now, because we are seeing a lot of pressure on the system, that you have the best model. It will produce the best value. And if you execute to that, the future is there. And the, and the doctors do want to work in these environments. They're just right now being pulled by the forces of, of finance and things like that. So um, I'm optimistic, and that's what I would say to them. Dr. Fowler, thank you for joining us on Physicians Practice Pearls Podcast. Thank you very much. I appreciate you.